This is MPN. Welcome to MPN. Another exciting episode on this uh, Veterans Day. Baseball season is over. This is one of the last baseball podcasts we're going to be doing. Uh, we, You heard us all the way through the postseason breaking it down. Um, but now we're going to get a little hot stove, a little off-season chatter before uh, baseball goes to slumber for a couple of months. And uh, so we're going to try to see where these great free agents are going. And uh, here to do that with us is our great friend, the one, the only, Scott Estrada. Scott, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. You're How on, are you doing? I'm doing well. You're not working today. Nope. I um, do the benefit of being in D.C. is um, you very likely follow the federal holiday schedule. So yeah. What, I, uh, I have today off. What percentage of Washington, D.C. is also off today? Would you say it's like 85 percent? Um. Yeah, close to – I mean I'd say a solid – 65 to 80 okay. I, I was on, i took my regular bus line um to downtown earlier today and it was there was very few people on it very few very little traffic so yeah i mean it's it's it definitely the city def wouldn't say it shuts down but yeah significantly less people are going to work do you think people are like taking this as a chance to just do like a five day a weekend and they'll just like we're just not going to come back to work the entire time basically yeah yeah absolutely well, yeah i mean uh you know i have a couple people in my office that um, that went on vacation this weekend. You know, oh. they, they left like Friday afternoon, and mm-hmm. they just took two days off of vacation, oh. and was able to piggyback Wednesday. Wednesday is obviously a weird time for Veterans Day, but um, but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I I definitely had a couple extra glasses of wine last night since you know I didn't <laughs> have to go good. to work. <laughs> well, even if you had to go to work, you don't say you wouldn't have done that. Also, I probably but, yeah. still would have had the same amount of glasses. Come on, <laughs> come on. Um, well, did you did you watch the World Series? I did. Um, I wouldn't say I watched every inning of it, but yeah. I think I watched a good portion of each game. What, so. are, you, what are your thoughts? What are, are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the ending of the World Series? Um, I thought the ending was very appropriate. Um, I think that um, I guess go, wading into the um, the Matt Harvey um, debate about whether or not he should have been put in the ninth inning or even. Um, whether or not he the, yeah, after he uh, should have stayed in, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I actually think it's a little overblown. I, I think, he, I mean, he was dealing in the eighth, so I don't think it was inappropriate to put him in the ninth inning. I do think Collins waited uh, one batter too late to um, to send him uh, to, or to, to pull him out because once he walked the first guy, he should have been. I think he should have been pulled and been on a short leash. Um, and I think that it's also very the the way it ended with or the way at least it got tied up with the poor throw um, from uh, Duda to the catcher. I think that's a good example of how um, it, it, I, I didn't realize actually how poor the defense for the Mets was, and I think that was really their ultimately that and their bullpen were their two things that were ultimately their uh, the deciding factor between them and the Royals. You know, I I going in I. You knew that the, the Mets had a, a, probably the best rotation in baseball and significantly better than the Royals. Um, and I knew that their bullpen was above average but but lacking. But I didn't even think about their defense. And their defense is ultimately, considering how often the Royals put the ball in play, um, it was definitely their um, their Achilles heel was how bad their defense was. And the, that the 
error that Daniel Murphy made in the in Game Four, I think, really highlighted to me the play that Panic made in Game Seven uh, in the series before, and just goes to show how much defense can be a, a difference maker when you're when you have two good teams playing in the World Series. Yeah, and it's and it's so funny because I wrote off the Mets the entire way through thinking they were going to lose basically every series. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that got them through those first two series was just on the strength of their starting pitching. Yeah. And I did mention a little bit in the world series preview that I thought that potentially the bullpen, since they really didn't get much work in the first two rounds because Syndergaard yeah. and DeGrom and Harvey and Matt, these guys were going seven, eight innings. And so they weren't thrust into these high leverage situations yeah. And the first high leverage situation they get to in the World Series, and Familia coughs up the home run to Alex Gordon. But right. um, I mean, pitching and defense, the bullpen and defense, those are the two things. Really, every single year, it just comes down to it comes down to that something yeah. so so. But I guess, but I guess, at the same token, it's also how you manage that bullpen mm-hmm. um, because Ned Yost was pretty good I'd say he was he didn't make any egregious mistakes though like he did the year before I feel like yeah um like you know bringing in uh uh what's his name Herrera in game three last year the game because yeah. I, I went to that game and they and they left him in to to bat I mean the Royals ended up winning but it seemed like a very strange idea at the time to leave in to bring him in early enough to to, to make him bat and then uh, but he did a good job managing it and I mean, yeah, with the team that the Royals deserve to win. I mean, they, they you can point to the Mets saying, Mets fans going, oh, you know, we had a lead in the eighth inning or later in four of the five games. Yeah, right. Which is, I mean, a pretty impressive stat to lose. But, mm-hmm. but you talk about that throw from Duda, and it, it is just sort of a microcosm of the two teams. You know, the Royals are the aggressive ones. They're the ones that can get it done on the bases, and the Mets were sort of the ones right. like, Okay, you know, maybe the defense isn't quite there. Um, right. But I still think that they have the pitching, and I think that they can maybe go into free agency and fill some of those holes uh, in the, you know, on, on, on defense or even in the bullpen or something like that. Um, yeah. And they could, I mean, they could potentially be a force, at least in the East. I think the Nationals are going to probably bounce back next year, but they could be a force in the East, and their pitching could basically take them to the playoffs as long as they're healthy really yeah i mean i i've had a i've read the um there have already been a lot of calls and and um interest in one of the the four front starters for the mets and every indication is that they aren't they're not going to trade any of them i think they're going to ride those four and really five when you consider uh, wheelers coming back um i think from tommy john all four of those guys I, I I can't tell you. I couldn't tell you the oldest one. I want to say it's Matt Harvey, and he's like, uh, like maybe 26. it's even Degrom. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Degrom's like twenty seven. You know, uh, uh, you know, all of them are. I think they're going to try to ride the starting rotation for and, and just build around this rotation for for a long time. So, uh, and I, I think that's I think that's the right strategy. Um, when you're and when you're out here in DC, you certainly meet a lot of Mets fans. I think. Um, and I, I gotta say that they, I, I know just a couple people that are, that are strong Mets fans and they are obviously disappointed, but I, they have a lot of positive energy right now. I think they, I think they think that the Mets overperformed a little this year or they were too, like, like the Cubs too good too early. 
Um, I think they knew that that rotation was going to be good for them in the long run, but didn't expect him to go all the way to the World Series this year. So, so I, I, I think they, there's, they have, the Mets certainly have a bright future, uh, ahead of them. So let's talk about the, let's talk about the Giants really quick. That kind of an injury plagued 2015, an odd year, uh, both in terms of the actual year and in terms of the things that happened in it. Um, you can look to the fact that three of their starting nine had concussions at one point or another, which is a strange thing in baseball, I feel like. Right. In football, it's more prevalent. But in baseball, for all these guys to keep getting concussions, it's just, it's very strange. But um, they pieced it together for as best they could. But uh, I think it really put a lot of strain, and it shined a bright light on that starting rotation after yeah. Bumgarner, really, once these guys started to go down. Um but I think the really the biggest takeaway for me, at least going into from this season, going into the off season is the strength of that infield. And mm-hmm. so, and it all kind of points to Matt Duffy. I mean, Duffy comes in, he is young, he is cheap and he is good. And their entire infield is under the age of 30. Right. And um, I mean, their whole, their entire, including Posey and Bumgarner too. You can have, you know, five of your, Eight, you know, eight or nine guys on the field that are all under the age of 30 and really like mm-hmm. 27 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. What do you think the biggest takeaway was for you this off season going into the next year, maybe into the off season? What do you, what do you think? Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I have, I wish I could say something more interesting, enlightening, but yeah, I completely agree that realizing how, um, how young our infield is and not just how young it is, but how good it is defensively. I, I, as far as I, my understanding is, is it's the best defensive infield in baseball based on advanced metrics. Um, and knowing how, uh, and, and considering how young they are. And, and I love that they're all homegrown. So when you have, you know, let's say Bumgarner pitching or even like, let's say Lincecum, you've got an infield that's 100% been drafted and developed through the Giants minor league system. Um, which also makes, with exception to Posey, and then I guess if you're talking about Bumgarner uh, or Kane, um, an incredibly affordable infield. I mean, Duffy's probably. I, I don't. I got to think Duffy's making close to league minimum if he's not making league minimum. Well, and that, um, and not only that, but he's still under team control for at least a few more years before he can even right. be eligible for free agency. I mean, these guys, they they're they're going to get some raises in arbitration right. this season, but. They're 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 only they're at least a couple of years away from the Giants really starting to think about making a long term commitment to mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. and that's the flexibility you can have with bringing up your own players and 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 having that homegrown talent is yeah like mm-hmm. the 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 payroll flexibility and yeah I mean and they're also good I mean it'd be one thing it's like well okay we have four guys that we drafted and brought up through our system but we're still a last place team it's like no these guys are still they're good and they're going to be the 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 backbone of the of the uh, of the Giants team for at least a few years. I mean, you're talking about the infield. They were all nominated except for for Duffy for Gold Gloves. Right. I mean, Panic Panic was injured. He probably still would have. Uh, he probably still would have made it if he wasn't injured. But like Belt and Crawford, and I, I guess I think Duffy did too. I but think, I think Duffy was nominated. Actually, I think he was nominated. Uh, I think Panic is the, was the odd man out, and I think because of the fact that he was injured. That he was like injured. That. Yeah, but I mean. But that was that. That's that's the that's the key, and, and that also helps them a lot going into this off season because when the last pitch was thrown, 
on the season in game mm-hmm. 162, the Giants' main need was obviously starting pitching. Okay, right. so you think, all right, well, we got this young infield. We can't be wasting these guys' primes. I mean, they've won three titles. It's not like they're wasting the, the, these guys' primes. But, yeah. um, but I mean, the main need we can look at was, all right, we're pretty set up here. We need starting pitching. There's a glut of starting pitching on the market. It's an obvious fit. But then about a week or so later when they declined the options of Marlon Byrd, which was expected, and Aoki, Nori mm-hmm. Aoki, which was sort of unexpected, mm-hmm. it kind of told me they were going to maybe wade into the waters of the outfield market during free agency. And what is this market glut with? Outfielders. So, right. Right. Hey, kind of. It, it kind of seems like they know what they're doing over there with the free, <laughs> the front office. Well, I th- yeah, that's true. I mean, I think there's, I think there's two sides to it. One is uh, when you're in, when you're in the free agent market, knowing they, it's pretty clear cut what they should be doing, and they're doing the right things. But now comes the hard part of actually for acquiring these players. You know, yeah, right? yeah. Um, and and not overpaying for them. So so we'll see. Uh, you know, Evans, Bobby Evans, this is his second year as, as a GM in the offseason on his own. So we'll see if he, he didn't go after anybody in the offseason last year, but I think he was right to do so. Um, but now can he actually perform? Now can he actually, um, and get, uh, I, I, I don't even know that they need an elite outfielder, but, but that's possible that that's what they're looking for. And that's going to be dependent on what kind of, who they sign as a pitcher, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but can he get um, can he get the right guy for the right price? So um, I, I I will wait and see what he decide what what we end up getting. Um, and I us. and I kind of thought last year that they they went after Lester and they mm-hmm. went after the big guys that were on the market then uh, because they thought okay we do need the pitching we do need to to upgrade there. Um, but I, I think that secretly maybe they were okay with not getting those guys because you looked at how many guys were going to be free agents this off season. And I think that if they're going to spend their money, yeah, I mean, okay, John Lester would have been nice to have for, for parts of last season, but I maybe wouldn't have wanted to tie up 150 plus million dollars in, in John Lester when I could maybe have Zach Greinke for that amount or maybe Johnny Cueto or any of these guys. So I think mm-hmm. that they wanted to sort of show they didn't maybe go full force maybe into last off season because they had an eye toward this off season. So, um, mm-hmm. so that well, just just a quick update. I'm looking at the Gold Glove finalists. Yeah, Posey did get a nomination. It was Posey, it was Belt, it was Crawford, and it was Duffy. So yeah, yeah the wow. entire infield minus Panic, which he probably would have. The second base nominees nominees were D Gordon, DJ Lemayhew, and Brendan Phillips. So I think he would have at least taken. Phillips or Gordon's uh, uh, spot on there. Yeah, so, I was a little surprised E. Gordon won it, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's very strange. Um, but yeah, okay, so with that, we thought we would sort of jump into free agent talk. Now, this is not just going to be Giants-centric. I know we've been very Giants-heavy mm-hmm. before when we've spoken, mm-hmm. but we kind of wanted to take a look at at least who we felt like are the top five uh, in the pitching category for free agents and also in mm-hmm. the uh, offensive category in free agents. Yeah. And ironically, all of the hitting guys, all the offensive guys are all, for, to me at least, the top five guys are four and a half outfielders. I mean, Ben Zobris is like half and half. But, right. um, but yeah, so we kind of feel like w- what we want to do 
is we're going to each – I'm going to give out a, a free agent. This is a no particular order of preference or of quality or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I feel like what we'll do is we'll name who we think – uh, we'll sign them, no terms or anything like that. Uh, but uh, I, and then also too, last year we talked about the Giants. Bobby Evans had a great quote when they he basically told reporters that they didn't get John Lester. He said, uh, "Well, we didn't receive a rose this time," as like an allusion to the to the <laughs> Bachelor. Um, so I felt like we could put in some of the runner-ups uh, as well as basically who who would oh, be sure. who would be left without a rose standing at that ceremony so um right. for these particular free agents so we're gonna start uh with a guy that pitches here where i live in los angeles through the wonders of modern technology we're still able to do this uh and that's uh zach Greinke. he opted out of his deal that he signed a few years back with the dodgers and uh still he basically gave up four years 50 60 million uh and he's probably going to get something very very higher a lot higher than that mm-hmm. um I had Zach Greinke staying with the Dodgers, and my main point is that nobody's going to be able to outbid them if they want him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his best season as a pro last year. He just seems to be getting better and better. Uh, I think he, mm-hmm. when he came to Los Angeles, he was he was a guy that, yeah, you pay a lot of money for, but he's not going to be stellar, spectacular. He's not going to miss a lot of bats. But last year, an ERA under two, uh, he's right there in the NL Cy Young with Kershaw, and I just think that he thinks that uh, he can still make the most money probably with the Dodgers, which would be the, probably the main reason why you would opt out. Um, right. So I have him going to the Dodgers, and I have the runner-up as the Giants. I think they're going to make a, a, a big run at him. I think they want him. There have been quotes from their free or from their front office about, oh, we think that he can get better and adjust his stuff like Greg Maddox as he gets older and everything like that. So I think they're going to make a hard push, but I just I don't think they're going to want to pay the type of money that the Dodgers are going to pay to get him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely agree with that. I think I just don't think anyone can outbid the Dodgers. With with there's some teams that can, but they're just not looking for they're not looking to bid as high as the Dodgers might be willing to go. And I think some other team some other examples of that are. Um, the Yankees, the Angels are two teams that have the money, but all indications are are not looking to put the money in or not willing to put the money forward to get a top tier uh, pitcher. I think I'll I will make an, an adjustment just for sake of argument that the runner up won't be the Giants exclusively, although I think you're right, they will be um, for the reasons you said. But I do think the Cubs might become the runner up. Hmm. Um, they are looking for. Uh, another pitcher to uh, another top tier pitcher to go with Lester, um, and they're have, they have the money and they're willing to spend some money. Um, I think they're very similar to the Giants in the respect, though, that they um, they well they probably could outbid the Giants, but they don't have they don't they don't have the willingness to to spend the money on them that the Dodgers do. Well, so I, they, I think yeah. And they and and they have Arietta too. So I mean, they 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 have their one too. I mean, putting, oh, that's true. Putting right, putting right. putting Granky in there would just make them completely unstoppable if they really wanted to make a super team. Yeah, uh, that's they true. they could possibly do that. But right. um, but who? So the next guy we have, who do you think? Uh, we got David Price is probably the next uh, the next big free agent pitcher. Uh, what do you think on 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 him? What do you think on David Price? Um, so I actually am going to say um. I'm going to say he's either – I'm going to also say he stays with the Blue Jays. 
Um, That's I mean, interesting. He's because he's a little younger than uh, uh, he's couple. Him and him and Granky are. I think they have to be in the same conversation because they're both, they're the only tier like top tier one pitching candidates. Um, Price is probably put consistently better numbers up than Granky, and he's a couple years younger, and he's still got power stuff. So I think he's going to be looking at uh, um, a similar market. Well, not a similar market, but similar money that Scherzer got. And I would say he had probably has probably had a better career than Scherzer has. Um, so you're going to see around, I think, a seven-year, $200-plus-million-dollar contract, which I think the Blue Jays could try to match. I think they have that kind of money. Um, and I know you what you had mentioned about Arietta and uh, Lester, but I, I think that's a still a top-heavy rotation. And my understanding is the Cubs are still looking to get another top pitcher. Uh, and they have that money. So um, I think the the winner is probably ultimately going to – he's going to stay with the Blue Jays. And I think the person with the, without the Rose might, again, be the Cubs. Hmm. Um, I don't know that the Giants aren't going to be uh, shopping him as well, though. Yeah, I, I... – I I think that's true. I think that they're. I mean, they're going definitely going to kick the tires on on all these big guys. I mean, they yeah. they checked in with with Price uh, at the trade deadline at least, right. and there were reports that came out that the Tigers GM liked some of the Giants prospects. And oh, do we want to give him up for for this amount? And and in the end, I mean, I love David Price, and I was really excited that the Giants maybe had a possibility to get him. But mm. I think that uh, I would have much rather. Pay. I mean, it's not my money, so you know, I would just rather, I would much rather just pay the money and keep the prospects. Um, plus, he uh, also wouldn't take a draft pick uh, because right. the you right. know, and that may factor in a little bit because since he got traded midseason, uh, they don't have to give up a, a first round pick for him as you know the the they, the whole this whole qualifying offer conditional thing. It's very, it's it's very strange, but. Um, I guess to, to keep the competitive balance, that's kind of what they have to do. Uh, I, I stayed within the division. I stayed within the AL East, but I said the Red Sox. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think sure. that they are in the market for a top flight starter. When I, when I did my AL East podcast, uh, with Matt Melton, I discussed that basically they just have four or five number two or three starters and, right. They had a dreadful season last year. He seems comfortable in the AL East. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he played for Tampa Bay. He knows the teams. Obviously, he played for the Blue Jays. Um, and I think they can probably get a deal done to trade one of Hanley or Pablo. So that might free mm-hmm. up a little bit of cash. But I think that uh, staying in the American League, staying in the AL East, I think the Red Sox will make a big run. They always have money to burn. And, and I think that That's true. he's the type of guy that that, that – that can be a difference maker at the top of a rotation. Um, but I said the runner up was the, was the Rangers. Uh, mm. it wouldn't surprise me to see the Rangers dip their toe again, trying to get that, that model of the one, two, cause now they have Cole Hamels for a year, a couple more years. And, um, so kind of dipping their toe and, and, and trying to, to, to get those top flight starters. Um, so I think, David Price goes to Rex. I, I I do think the Cubs are lurking because of also the Joe Madden connection since he yeah, played with Joe true. Madden in Tampa. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think he's an AL guy, and I think he stays mm-hmm. uh, in the American League. Mm-hmm. Um, so the third guy we have, uh, Jordan Zimmerman from yeah. uh, your Washington Nationals. 
Uh, he threw, did he throw the no hitter at the end of last year? Was it? Yeah, was that it was like, uh, I, if it wasn't the last game of the year, it was close to it, I think. Okay. Got it. No, was it, no, it was the year before. That's, no, cause Scherzer, oh, once, well, Scherzer, now we're in the yeah. yeah, 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 sorry. Scherzer threw all those this past season and then Zimmerman threw his no hitter at the last game of the year, in the year before. 2014. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's, I think, I think I, I have him pretty much at the top of the second tier guys. You know, pretty much these next these these next couple guys, they're maybe not going to get as much money, but they're still solid. Um, but this is the guy I think the Giants get. Uh, I think that he is. He, they like him. <laughs> they certainly saw a lot of him uh, in uh, Game Two of the Division Series last year when he absolutely mm-hmm. carved them up. Uh, but I think he's a good bounce back candidate to. Uh, to be to be good in the, in that ballpark, and uh, I think him and Bumgarner could uh, could do a pretty good a pretty good uh, Kershaw and Granky impression. Um, so I, I think they'll miss on the top top guys, but they'll kind of get the best of the second tier really, and so it'll allow them to spend money elsewhere a little bit. I think if you go with Zimmerman, then maybe uh, a more solid outfielder. It's it's again it's six of one, half dozen the other. Do you want to try to go all in on a pitcher? On one of the top two guys, and maybe not have as much money left over for other positions, or do you want to spread it out a little bit more? I think right. that I think they're going to prefer the the flexibility, um, and and they'll make a run for those top guys. But I think in the end, uh, they're going to get Zimmerman, and I think the runner up is the Red Sox for the reasons I just mentioned. Um, they're going to be they're going to be trying to uh, to to bolster that rotation and and get them back uh, towards the top of the uh, American League East because I still think it's pretty open. I think if if Price ends up leaving, uh, the Blue Jays have a good offense, but they're going to need to replace some pitching um, with Burley retiring and Dickey not being as effective. So if they can make a splash in free agency, they might vault them up to the to the top of the East. Yeah. Well, I think you're right in – I think a, a predictor of who gets Zimmerman is is, is the, in dependent on how you describe where he is in the market, and that's he's at the very top of the Tier 2. And I think what that means is – Teams that would love to get a, Zan- a Granky or Price, but just can't compete in terms of the bidding, are the ones that are, that will go after Zimmerman hard. And I think that the, the teams uh, that you just, a lot of the teams you put in there are very much possible. The, the Giants, I think, are it's a good it's a good representation of that. That's what. But I also, if the Blue Jays don't get Price, I think they'll go ha- hard after Zimmerman as well. They they can't compete in the bidding war with. The Red Sox or the Cubs or the Dodgers, um, but they do have the money and, and they need the starting pitching. So that's why I have Zimmerman going to the Blue Jays as well, even though oh, I said wow. the same thing about Price. Um, and I think the uh, uh, the losers are going to be are, are going to be the Giants. And I don't I don't think the uh, I think the Giants will probably end up not getting Zimmerman. Wow. Yeah. I'm 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 now curious to see that. Who you think the Giants are going to get? If you think there's going to be any of these, I do have a, I have an idea who I think they're going to get. Okay. I don't know if we want to wait. Is he on the list? I don't know if he's on the list. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll go we'll go to the next we'll go to the the fifth name and okay. uh, oh, and then yeah. and then okay. we'll see here. Yeah. So the uh-huh. uh, the fifth name we I I have is as sort of the uh, the best there would be uh, Johnny Cueto. Gotcha. Um, okay. Cueto was a guy traded in the midseason to the Royals. Did not pitch great for them in the playoffs overall. Mm-hmm. Had a really nice game uh, in the uh, NLCS, but I mean. 
I think that he is a solid. He, he he's no, he's he's more than solid. I think he's uh, when he's on, he's a very good pitcher, and I think he can be you know one of the top five pitchers in either league, depending on who gets him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has some elbow issues, and I think that he might scare off a few teams. Um, but I have him going to the Rangers. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the Rangers kind of loading up for for pitching. I have them. I had them going after Price, but I think uh, Hamels and Cueto is a very, very solid one, too. Um, he's a strikeout guy, so he can get strikeouts. Mm-hmm. That's a very small ballpark, and I think they need that type of guy. I also think that his elbow issues might scare some teams off. So I think he'll, he might be one of the last ones to sign. He'll kind of get that James Shields-esque mm-hmm. deal, uh, mm-hmm. where maybe he won't get the, 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 the long term and the big bucks, but, Still a very very nice contract, but he might be one of the last ones to uh, to sign. Um, so I have him going to the Rangers. I have him the runner up being the Royals, and uh, mm-hmm. you'll see a, uh, a a theme with uh, with the with the Royals. But um, but I think that they're going to want to bring him back. Uh, I think that they're going to need somebody to pair with Jordano Ventura, and uh, but I think they'll just miss out on him. They might get a little bit too scared off um, for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him going to the Red Sox. Um, I think for the similar reasons that, you, that we had said before, Red Sox needs starting pitching. Um, I think he's an elite pitcher, but um, yeah, he's, he had his postseason issues, and it's probably because of the bone issues, like you said. Um, but I, uh, the Red Sox, or um, I think any other teams, just like even I, I don't think the Giants are looking at, him, but I think any other teams that are looking for starting pitching, but maybe because of his issues, they can get him for a little cheaper, like the Tigers, uh, or again the Blue Jays, or even the Astros if they can't re-sign Casimir. Um, he's in that level where he's at that level where he he can be. He has a huge upside. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, but right now his market has gone down in the last like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so those teams that are that are, are trying to get an elite pitcher, but not um, spending two hundred million dollars over seven years, but maybe something more like one hundred and twenty over five. Um, I think those are those are the teams that are that are going to try to scoop them up. So, so right now I'm saying Red Sox, and I think a loser. I think actually, and I also think you're right about the Rangers. I think the, the Rangers are actually a very very likely candidate to try to sign as well. I think I know who the guy is. I think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be our next guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's Jeff Samarja? Yep, that's my guy. Yay! That's why, I, 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 and I have a few reasons for that. I go think, ahead. What? What? Why don't you go ahead and uh, and, and get into the it? The biggest thing, more than anything, is I've I, f- I feel like the Giants front office have often tried to get players um, that are looking to rebound and getting them a little on the cheap because Jeff Samarja um, is similar to what I was describing with Cueto, but more so he's he's arguably. One of the best pitchers in baseball as well, uh, but he just didn't. He had a pretty uh, average to below average uh, 2015 season. Um, so I think I think they're they're hoping to, and I, I think they're hoping they're, they're not going to be able to outbid for Granky or, or Price. And I think that they're going to try to get a top pitcher, but at the, for the for the best value. And I think Samarja is probably the best value pitcher you can get. Um, and I think with the like you had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the fact that they decided not to get pick up uh, Aoki's option um, leaves them in the need of an outfielder. And the rumor, and this has surprised me as well, the rumors that they're looking at elite outfielders 
now all of a sudden makes me think that they're not going to just throw all their uh, free agent money in on one elite pitcher, but perhaps um, hedge a little bit with a, a top two, top two tier two pitchers, and then maybe a, a tier two or even a tier one outfielder. So, because the Giants, they have the money, but they don't have three free agent money. You know, they don't have uh, Mike Mike Leak, David Price, Justin Upton money. They they've got Samarja Leak, you know, uh, yeah. Toby Rasmus money. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, so they, they 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 do have a lot of money, but I don't think they but but they're limited to the point where I think they're trying to get the the best value with the highest upside pitcher in the market. And to me, that's Samarja. That's really interesting because yeah, he was dreadful last year. He, right. I mean, and the the White Sox gave up a pretty good. A couple of really good pieces to get him. I mean, that mm-hmm. half of that or three quarters of that A's infield is from that trade. Um, but yeah, the he gave up the most earned runs in the American League last year, and he was oh. tops and hits and in the top three or four in home runs allowed as well. And a lot of that has to do with the White Sox dreadful infield, um, which could also the Giants could. Um, they will fix that problem immediately. Their their right, defense is right. very good, especially on the infield. Um, but yeah, I, I I do agree as well that the they want to kind of take a chance. I mean, the a, a comp a comp that I heard for him, uh, and I don't know if this came directly from the front office or if this was just a beat writer speculating, but they compared him to Jason Schmidt. Um, mm-hmm. Schmidt was a, a guy all the tools in the world had so you know had all these this this raw talent but was never able quite able to harness it as well as he could and then is the giants acquire him for practically nothing and in the hands of dave rigetti and their coaching staff he turned into one of the best pitchers they've had in a very long time and a perennial cy young candidate until he blew his arm out but um but i think that's an interesting competence and and it and it's it's very pertinent that you bring that up um i had trouble with this one cuz i i i kind of agree but i don't but since i already had zimmerman going to the giants i don't think like you said that they have maybe money for zimmerman and samarja um so i have him going to the diamondbacks yeah sure yeah i, I mean that. you know and my thinking is that if they want to compete in the division with the Giants and the Dodgers, they're going to have to at least get two frontline starters, and yeah. and Pat Corbin is pretty good. I mean, he's coming off back from from uh, from Tommy John surgery last year, so he he didn't have pitch a full season, but he was a great pitcher two two years ago, and mm-hmm. so him and Samarja could give them a nice little thing. They're I really like their offense, and I really like um, yeah you know with Pollock and Inciarte and Peralta, and you know they they have some young good cheap talent as well but they need to shore up the pitching and so i think they'll take a chance i think that they can kind of get out there and they had that if they want to spend and they could probably offer him the most money because they won't they probably won't be able to get the the bigger guys but they may try to take a chance on somebody in the second tier like samarja so I, I have the runner-up being the Giants. I think that you know, just for those reasons that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But they'll, I have them taking a look, maybe, but more so potentially going for somebody in the higher, uh, in the second tier. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, well, that's. I mean, I, I think we're we're pretty much in lockstep with what at least the Giants we think are going to do. So, right, right. We're, yeah. Wait, wait. I think the, the the Giants are pretty clear cut this season. I think the infield, like you said, is the big reason for that. They, they just they do not have a lot of holes. The holes are big, which is the pitching, 
but um, it's pretty clear cut what they need to do. I mean, their defense is great, bullpen is great, infield is great, offense is great. They just need starting pitching, starting yeah. pitching, and obviously they're looking for a corner outfielder. Maybe an outfielder. So, yeah. Well, there are a couple of those on the market. Uh, yeah. Starting first with mm-hmm. Jason Hayward, mm-hmm. a free agent, a guy that uh, had a nice bounce back season. I mean, he's he he's been oft injured. He was pretty injured with uh, with uh, with the Braves before they dealt him to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals did their little magical Cardinal dust with him and made him a, a very useful player. Although the Braves got a pretty good. They got they got Shelby Miller in that deal, and he was one of the best pitchers. Oh in, yeah, oh yeah, one of the best pitchers in the National League. Um, but uh, I actually have him annoyingly enough going to the Cubs because mm-hmm. I think that this move specifically, they can put him in left, they can put him in right. It allows them to move Schwarber behind the plate. Mm-hmm. They can trade Montero or they can keep Montero on the bench, but they Schwarber has uh, you can kind of mask his defensive liabilities behind the plate. He's a natural catcher. He's not a natural outfielder, but they just wanted they needed to put him somewhere to get his bat in the lineup. Um, but this also gives them this opens their title window for years. I mean, because Hayward's under thirty, mm-hmm. and their entire core now will then be under thirty with Rizzo and Bryant and. Um, you know the Addison, Addison Russell and Arietta and all these guys. So uh, I think if they're gonna if they're gonna make a splash, they got I don't want to say lucky with Arietta, but they they have a guy that they don't have to pay as much, and so that'll mm-hmm. allow them to get a guy in like Hayward Young, and also give them a chance to screw over the Cardinals. So um, I think, <laughs> I mean, which is always something you're always looking to do, and we didn't really talk about that, but that is also, I don't know if that's more fan-driven or if that if, if that actually enters into the mind of the of these GMs and everything where, like, oh, the Giants could sign Zach Greinke and not only get stronger for them but also weaken the Dodgers by that much as well. I don't know how much of that plays into it, but if it plays into it at all, it would definitely be a fit Hayward with the Cubs. I think that makes perfect sense. I think that's it's it's a very rational line of thinking because it's a zero sum game between the two teams. Um I think um losing the game from the Cardinals gaining for the uh for the Cubs, I mean that's that's a I think that's a double win. I think it's that that, that rationale is not is a stronger rationale for uh, the, for the Giants to sign Greinke because Greinke's kind of in a league of his own. Whereas Hayward, I think he shares a little more. Uh, he, he's his talent is shared a little bit more among the outfield um, free agents that are available out there. Uh, so it's not as though the Cardinals could just go sign um, Justin Upton instead or, or Alex Gordon or something, but. Um, I do, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a very rational argument. I think it's the main reason they, a team would do something. I, I no, but I think that's, you've got to have that, that line of thinking. Cause I, I, I like I said, it's a zero sum game. Okay. Um, well I had the runner up for them being the Yankees, uh, and for Hayward, I mean, but, um, and I'll get into them because yeah. I, I have one of the other free agents going there, but I'll go into the reason why. Well, what about you? Where do you think Hayward's going to go? Um, I think Hayward goes to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a uh, Yankees are they, they have needs in the outfield. Um, Brett Gardner is okay. He didn't leave the All Star team, but um, there's rumors that they are trying to trade him. Uh, Carlos Beltran is not going to last forever. He's he's um, 
he's very old. Yeah. And then uh, Jacoby Ellsbury's been a uh, a big disappointment. So they 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 need they need outfield help and they need defensive help because they are a terrible defensive team, one of the worst in the leagues. And that's what Hayward more than anything brings to the table is one of the best outfielders in baseball defensively. Um, and he's also a sabermetric stream. I mean, he's he um, what he offers are all he's does a good on base percentage. He's he's a great uh, on the base paths, great arm, great outfielder. I mean, and he so he's all about the wins above replacement, um, which is um, he's a sabermetric stream. So um, while I do think the Yankees are going to contend for him, I think some of the other teams that like those kind of numbers are the Cardinals and the Cubs. Mm. Um, I, I think the Cardinals are really going to try to go hard after him. So I actually think they're going to be the one. Uh, I think they're going to be the runner-up to to the Yankees. I just don't think they're going to be able to outbid the Yankees, which is going to mean that they're going to – that the, I think Hayward's going to actually make a lot of money. I think he's hmm. going to make about $200 million, year, $200 million um, for about 10 years. Wow. Um, and – I think it's going to be huge. I think he's going to make. I, I mean, how old is he at this point? He's probably twenty-seven. Yeah, he's not that um, old. He's one of the youngest free agents to. He's one of the youngest free agents, I mean. so he's going to command a lot of years. He's really not. He's had some health issues, but nothing real, nothing big. He's very, and because of his sabermetric numbers, he's he's uh, he doesn't have much downside. He's very consistent, so uh, I, I think he's going to command a huge contract, and I think it's going to be the Yankees that are going to offer it to him. I gotta be honest, it's weird seeing the Yankees spend money smartly. Yeah. Like this would be a this would be a a good investment. I mean, this is a young player who can help you for years and years and years and for them to be like, "Yeah, we're using sabermetrics to do this." And it's like not just like, "Oh, this guy is the top free agent and he hits a lot of home runs and so we should go after him." No, they're actually spending their money wisely, which is a little bit of a weird kind of change. Um, but I mean that's I mean it, it's totally justified, uh, but I I yeah I I can't argue with your reasonings I can't argue with that um, because <laughs> because I'll come up with, because I have a reason for it in a little bit. <laughs> oh okay yeah. all right. Um, so the next guy uh, on the available on the market is Alex Gordon, um, hmm. outfielder for the World Champs Royals, um, and I think he stays with the Royals. I think this is the one guy that uh, oh, I guess Granky the one the one guy in the hitting category that I feel like stays with the team that signed him they're going to want to keep their world series winning band back together it's they have all these good feelings 30 years they have them on the world series and so i think they're going to want to try to bring guys back into the fold and he's their homegrown talent and he's from that area and i think that they're going to basically try to he may even take a hometown cut basically if that's the case Mm -hmm. um so i think he goes with the royals i actually think the runner-up would be the giants because Mm -hmm. in alex gordon they have the type of player that I feel like they love, which is a guy that doesn't strike out, has decent power, can play the outfield very well, and they put such a premium on putting the ball in play and great defense. The power, it's like whatever. It's going to mitigate – their ballpark's going to mitigate power anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that they might look at him. They saw him in the World Series last year and in this year. I think they would look at him as potentially – a guy who can come in and just play right field and be a right fielder for for years and years, at least for while, uh, at least for as long as Pence is there, and um, he would make another very very good young. I don't think he's going to command as much as Hayward, but uh, I think that uh, they would take a good hard look at him. But in the end, he'll probably go back to the Royals. Um, I, I 
completely agree with that. Um, I, it's hard to even say that, <clears throat> that, um, there will be a runner up because I just think he's going to resign with the Royals and I think he's going to give them a hometown discount. I, uh, I mean, they would, he, he could probably command a lot of money. He could probably command a hundred, 110, 115 million. And I don't know that the Royals can pay him that money. So I think he's going to have to take a hometown discount, but he's indicated that he loves the Royals. He, he loves that area. He wants, he, he would like to stay there. So, uh, yeah. So I think, I think he's going to remain a Royal. Uh, I think you're right about the Giants. Um, he's got a, without being a weird dude, everything else is very similar to Hunter Pence a little bit. And that he's, you know, he plays hard, he bats for contact, he has a little pop, but it's nothing, um, nothing Yeah, he'll like 15 to 20, he's not going to hit like 25 to 30. And he'll probably, and that would probably go down if he were to play for the Giants. Um, well, I don't know, he's a lefty, so it's kind of, I, I don't, I still don't, I still do not know how to take left-handed hitters, like, like belt at the giant if if they're actually benefit from from AT and T or not, mm-hmm. um, but it is a huge uh, because you could try to pull it pretty easily, but but then there's that huge right center field gap. But um, but yeah, I I think it's all for not because Gordon, I, I I think everyone seems to agree that he's going to stay at Royal. Yeah, that's the one that seems like we're gonna we're we're definitely going to be right on that one. I think right. Um, so the uh, the next outfielder again, I didn't want them to all be outfielders, but they're just the five best, I think. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, totally. is uh, is Justin Upton, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that after a very weird season in San Diego, um, I think he goes to the Mets. Uh, I think they mm-hmm. they chased him at the deadline for a reason. It seemed like they were flirting with him, uh, you know, maybe getting a deal for him from San Diego before their GMs. Uh, in in trying to rebuild their farm system in vain did not work, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think he's a I think Yoannis, uh probably leaves, but I think he's a decent replacement. Uh, he can he can play both corners and uh, with Ligaris in center and him in right uh, or in left. I think it's a yeah. very very nice uh, it's 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 a very nice fit, and so I think that he goes to the Mets. I think the runner up is probably the Yankees. I think the Yankees, for all the reasons that you mentioned, are going to want to chase an outfielder. Uh, he's got good right-handed power, which is uh, not something that uh, there, there, there's, there's a bit of a premium on it. So right. um, I think they'll they'll go hard, but I think that their subway rivals end up getting him. Um, I agree with the runner-up. I think the Yankees are going to go after him as well. Um, and, and I think Upton's going to actually uh, command a, a good amount of money. Um, but I actually, my team I have him going with is the Nationals. Oh. Um, Denard Spans, he's he's gonna be free agent. He's gonna go somewhere else. Um, they've got a young guy, Michael Turner, that's pretty good. Obviously, Bryce Harper, Michael Taylor, Michael Taylor. Sorry, yeah, Michael Taylor, the uh, um, the, the running back for the uh, Falcons. M- Michael Turner is gonna come back and play. T- Turner the burner is gonna yeah. he's gonna be like the next Bo Jackson. Um, <laughs> um, but um, and then obviously you've got the best player in, in the National League, if not in baseball, at least for the last season, Bryce Harper. Um, they don't. They they they're lacking in offense. Um, they've they've got plenty of pitching. Even though they're losing Zimmerman and Fister, they still have plenty of good starting pitching. They're going to try to build their bullpen in the offseason, but um, they need um, they need a little a little power to protect a little right handed power even to protect uh, Bryce Harper. Who knows what's going on? Uh, Jason Worth, I think, is going to come back back to uh, he, he was injured and, he, and it took him a while to come back. 
think he'll come back, but he's he's getting old. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention Jason Worth is an outfielder, but um, Michael Taylor is not really an everyday fielder at the moment. Um, I, I think the Nationals have a little money they're looking to spend, um, and I think they've been spending on on pitching, and they've come they've they've turned the corner. And they're they're ready to, to put some some money on a on a on a uh, power bat, and I think it's so. I think Upton's the going on the Nationals. All right, I I think that I I actually looked at them. Uh, for some of these outfielders, but I just, I guess I just, I, I don't really know because it's so hard to to get accurate information in terms of payroll, what with arbitration raises right. and, right. and all these this other stuff. And the the Nationals have a lot of good young talent, but having Harper again gives them that flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, but I guess just the idea of them paying worth so much money and paying Scherzer so much money sort of priced them out of a guy like Upton who's going to probably get five six years right um so uh so yeah i mean i i, I agree with the uh i agree with the with the thought process they may come up later on who knows oh. um but uh who do you have uh Ioannis cespedes going to him cespedes came over from the oh, gosh what is he came over from the tigers i can't even remember he's been on like 14 <laughs> in the last year and a half um right. and uh and uh, so he came over basically the way the Giants are this offseason with the pitching and everything like that, everybody knew the Mets were going to try to get some form of offense because their offense was so dreadful and their pitching was so good. So it was it was an open secret at the trade deadline that the, the Mets were going to acquire some type right. of hitter. And uh, so they were able to bring in Cespedes, and he was great. I mean, people were putting him in the MVP category for the second half of the season, and, oh, can he win the MVP even though playing with two months of whatever? I mean, he won't, but that's ridiculous. But um, Right, right, right. But I don't know if he, you know, he had some injury issues, and uh, I don't think he comes back to the Mets, um, but I want to hear your thoughts. Where do you think you have uh, Cespedes going? Um, I'm, I actually am very reluctant to say this, because Cespedes is a tough – he's a tough person. This was tough for me. I didn't really quite know where to put him. I felt like maybe the Yankees, but I already have uh, Hayward going to the Yankees. I felt like maybe the Angels even because mm-hmm. um, they're looking for outfielders as well, but he's a right-handed hitter. They've got plenty of right-handed power already. Um, you know, the um, Astros are also looking for a right-handed bat. Um but I'm actually going to – this is the outfielder I think the Giants are going to go with. Oh. I think they're going to go with Cespedes because I think he he's you all, – we all know he's a, he's a five-tool player. He's not a high-contact con, con, high kind of person like the Giants like, like you had mentioned with Alex Gordon. Um, but I think because of his uh, – uh, he's, he's, he's been in an odd situation because he's moved around so much. There are things. Things that I think because he strikes out a lot, but also he, his postseason issues, I th- there's there seems to be some downside with Cespedes, uh, and I think he's someone you can get on a, someone with a high ceiling that you can get a little bit on the cheap, uh, and I, I think that um, once some of the other top outfielders like Upton and Hayward go, I think the Giants going to be able to swoop in and get a, a decent contract with them. It was funny because there was a, there was an article that some GM was saying that he thought Cespedes, even before the, the playoffs were over, that he thought Cespedes would be going to the Giants or they would be looking. And it just sort of, it was very confusing to me for the reasons you just mentioned. Um, but I guess if you think about where he would fit in the order, where would he hit? Probably he would hit fourth, maybe? he would. Hit- I think you hit fourth. Yeah, I think he would have, uh, um, well, no, I think he hits third. 
I think he put Posey fourth. Okay. I think Cespedes has got more power, would have immediately more power than anyone else on that team. Um, but Cespedes has got the speed that Posey doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if, if you don't, if you don't put Posey fourth, like where do you put him? Yeah. You know, where you, I guess you could maybe put him fifth, but, but, um, but he hits too well for average. But, but Posey's just like, imagine Posey on, on first on second base and Cespedes on first base yeah, and with Hunter Pence up like yeah it would, it would be it'd be another it'd be a, it'd be a, a waste of Cespedes so I think yeah. you bet Cespedes third Posey fourth okay. uh, Hunter Pence fifth well I have uh, I have Cespedes actually going to the Yankees so yeah. I think that for the reasons you mentioned I think it puts Beltron either they can trade him if they feel like he has some value left or just put him in a full-time DH role and just kind of mm-hmm cycle him through with a rod with with their dhs yeah um can play a corner i think he's probably better suited for a corner outfield position i think he Mm -hmm. was maybe a little bit out of his element when he was trying to play center uh for the mets so they can comfortably put him in right or in left depending on where they want to move gardner uh so i think that uh, i think cespedes goes to the yankees i don't really have a runner up i guess it would be the giants i guess Mm -hmm. i I, because i i had a tough time with it too i'll be honest because he has he has very raw talent but i don't know if that sort of if what he does well translates to what teams are kind of looking for these days i feel like he's a very old time like you know he's a masher and he can you know hits for high he hits for a lot of power but he strikes out a lot and he plays like okay defense because he's got a really good arm so i don't know i mean it's he's sort of in this weird thing where like i don't know if he's gonna he's not definitely not gonna get jason hayward money Mm-hmm. But he can still get a pretty decent deal. I just don't know if teams are really going to start to be like, all right, we're going to really put the fate of our future on Yohannes Cespedes. So, because right. I mean, the the fact that he has been traded a few different times, it's not nothing. I mean, he's not. It, it, it may just be a weird scenario and and timing and stuff like that. But the fact that he, you know, it's 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 something that can't be really ignored. Like, why does this guy keep getting traded? Like, he's good enough to get dealt he's good enough to to bring other people back but then he's maybe not good enough to stick with the team that he's with i don't really know so um i think he's still one of the the best five uh that 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 we have but um i don't know if he's exactly like he's not in the stratosphere of like a guy like gordon or hayward or even upton really so we i gotta think that uh and i i don't know if this is true or not but uh, this is with I can't I don't I don't speak Spanish so I couldn't tell you what Cespedes is thinking but if he um I think because he's been traded so much he's I think he's gonna look more for stability in this contract than he's gonna be looking for for money as much I think if if it means getting a few more years at a lower rate you know um maybe like six years and and with like some no trade clauses in there, I I gotta think that's what he's look gotta be looking for. Um, but will he get that? I'm not sure if he will. I think that's something that yeah, like I agree, he could he could be looking for that stability. But I don't know if the teams that are the the ones issuing those contracts are going to be like, well, uh, maybe they see something in it that other teams didn't. That other teams saw. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what goes on. I he, he's probably seems like a good clubhouse guy, so I don't know. Um, if he, you know, he probably would fit in just fine and this will all be for nothing, but, um, it may just be a very weird series of unfortunate events that just happened to transpire and he's still a good player. So I think that he'll, he'll, he'll definitely land somewhere and he'll definitely get paid. So yeah, yeah, that's true. So the last one on our list for, uh, the day will be Ben Zobrist. Uh, Yeah. 
everybody's you talk about Hayward being a, a darling for advanced stats. I mean, this guy's been in the top five for wins above replacement over those since 2011. He's up there with the guys like Cano and Harper and all these guys. Um, I think that he leaves the Royals, and I actually have him going to the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that they're this is a deal. They're still in a, obviously in a win now mode. Um, they can. I think that they may they might try to front load the deal. So it basically will kind of end because basically the way I was looking at it was, hey, they have all this money invested in worth and insurers are so they can basically front load the deal. They're going to have to pay Harper, I think, in three or four years, I want to say, like 2019, I want to say he's mm-hmm. a free agent. Um, so you give him a three or four year deal, maybe for worth more, maybe more money up front or more money per year. I mean, and. He can basically pay, play any position. Who's injured? Right. Who who's out? Hearth is injured. Go to left field. Right. You know, Rendon doesn't want to play third base. Go to play third base. Rendon doesn't yeah. want to play second base. Put him at second base. So he is a, such a jackknife. He he a Swiss Army knife, I should say. I can't even. I didn't get my metaphor right. I didn't get my knife metaphor right. Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yeah, it's a Swiss Army knife. It's not. Right, it's, right. it's not. It's not. It's not a jackknife. What is that? Cespedes is the jackknife. Yeah, that doesn't make any <laughs> but... sense. Um, but I, well, I'll, I'll say another thing too. I, is the fact that the, they're losing Ian Desmond means they are going to need some up the middle, middle infield help. So yeah, I, I think you're getting that's a, a decent guess. Uh, I actually didn't even think about the Nationals getting Zobrist, but but um, yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. The runner up, the runner up would of course be every single team because every team could use a guy like right. this, really. Right. Right. So um, so that's what I have. I mean, I I think that he'll probably fit in well because I don't think they'll bring back. Denard Span, he's a free agent. I don't think they'll bring him back. And so he's, you know, he's our jackknife. He's our jackknife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually think that my, my, I actually think a, a team likely also to get uh, Zobrist is the Angels um, because they. Um, I, I don't think I don't think they have really any serviceable second baseman at the moment. Um, and he brings a left-handed at bat, and they're looking for for an outfielder. So, uh, and they've got a little money. You know, they've always got a little money to spend. So, um, I, I think the Angels are a possible contender for Zobrist. Um, I also think the uh, the Yankees are another one as well. Um, I, I mean, who plays second base for the Yankees at the moment? I, I, I can't even uh, think of who it is. But um, they need an outfielder, like we talked about before. But they also need some infield help. Chase Headley's not great. Not great. Um, and Teixeira is a, a good d- defensive first baseman. He actually came back. Um, but, I, I, yeah, actually at the top of my head, I can't even think of who plays second base for the Yankees. So. It, is, it is Brendan Ryan right now. Well, there you go. So He's I, on the death so. chart, but the the guy that started in the playoff game was uh, a guy named uh, Ref Snyder. Or Ref yeah. Snyder, Rob Ref Snyder. So, uh, so actually, I'm going to yeah. go with the Yankees on this. I think the Yankees, I, I think Zobrist is, he's, he's old. So the Yan- and you know the Yankees the love Yankees old. love him. Yeah. They love paying for what you've done, not paying for what you're going to do. Right. So I, I, I'm going to go with the Yankees with the Angels being the runner-up. Okay. I actually I, – I think that's that's a decent call. I had I, – I played around with uh, with the depth charts for the different teams, and I had I think maybe Hayward going to the Angels at one point, but I just thought that you know they have a lot of money because Cole Calhoun is in right, Trout's in center, and then they have Navarro in left. I mean, yeah, they, they could probably be in the market for – an outfielder as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so just to finish out, I know we had the, the top guys. Let's go back to the Giants for a second, because um, obviously we've mentioned they're looking for outfield help. If they don't end up getting Cespedes, if they don't end up getting one of these big outfielders, or 
They, but, well, let's, let's say this. If they spend a lot on one or the other, they're not going to get the big names on either side. Like they're not going to yeah. get, they're not going to get Granky and Hayward. Like I would love right. that. That would be wonderful, but right. they're, they're basically not going to be getting that. Um, so I think some, so who are some of the lower tier guys, pitchers and outfielders and stuff like that, that you think the giants could probably end up with? Well, um, I, I'm have every time I've mentioned anything about the giants, um, I've always been under the, with, with the assumption that they're going to sign Mike Leake. That, that's, um, that's by no means a, that for sure happening. Um, but my understanding, I, I, it seems perfect to sign Mike Leake. He's the perfect middle of rotation guy. He might be a little expensive for really what he produces, but um, I think they need two starting pitchers. Um, and Mike Leake will fill one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, using your your context, you know, let's say they sign Justin Upton, that means you know they're not going to get they're not going to get Granky to to go with Leake as their two pitchers. Um, I think Scott Casimir is another possibility. Um, he put up decent numbers um, this year with the Astros. Uh, Ian Kennedy is mm-hmm. another pitcher that could. Um, Go with with Mike Lee. Fister. I still think what's that? Doug Fister. I think could probably be good too. Doug Fister might be good. He he was actually pretty bad this year though. But he's the kind of guy that I mean he's a he's a he's kind of like a um, he's a bounce back candidate. And I he's think, a bounce back candidate, yeah. he, and he pitches like you know Hudson does. You right. know he, he he induces uh, he's a sinker ball pitcher that induces ground balls, which is perfect for the. I mean that's he he should want to go to the Giants considering their yeah. Uh, Considering their infield, um, but Leak. But going back to Leak, I think Leak is a good number three option. Like if you have right. number three or four, depending on what you think of Jake Peavy or what do you think that that'll happen. But um, I mean, Leak for the money he's gonna he's probably gonna command. But obviously, you knew that the Giants were enamored with him. As all they said when they traded for him at the deadline was like, "Oh, this is a guy they feel like they could have for the future as well." And they did. Right. They, they gave up a pretty decent piece in in Curry Mella to get right. him, so they were kind of hoping they could also bring him back. They probably would have targeted him whether they traded for him or not. Um, but uh, I think he wasn't great when they got him. So I don't. I don't know if that soured. I mean, it's a super small sample because he's yeah. never really been hurt in his life, and he went on the DL mm-hmm. for the first time in his entire career, pretty <laughs> much as soon as he got to the Giants. So I mean, that's 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 a little bit strange. Not that it's that's going to continue, but um, he's a great athlete and. He loves to hit. I think you know. I mean that that's yeah, something yeah. that's like that's something that is that it might be something too. Like if they sign like Gallardo and Leak, like they could they have the best hitting pitchers right. in, in all of baseball. Basically, well, I, I I think probably for what's most attractive to the Giants about Leak is his age. Um, he's very young for the fact that he's a free agent. He's like was he twenty seven, twenty six? Um, he broke in to the majors at a very young age age and right now I think the Giants are looking not just for this year but also in the next like five years they have no starting pitching <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean Linscombe's be gone PV will be I mean PV will be dead in five years probably. yeah no it, it more often than yeah he he already can't see like he's already like legally blind <laughs> right right so the only person they have on the books that that, that they know will be around is Bumgarner and, mm. and maybe maybe but it, it 
technically on contract, Matt Cain, but Matt Cain obviously is he doesn't have much of a future ahead of him either. And so right now they, they just it's not even a matter of um it's not even a matter of okay, they want some good pitching. I think they're like, this guy's young, he has a three point six seven or whatever ERA over five years. He almost never gets injured. Like let's just sign him to seven years and just know that we've got two pitchers for the next yeah, five the next years. Five, you know, I, years, right. I, I think that I, for me, that's the fact that he's just young and consistent um, is, is really what's attractive to them. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a fun off season. I think that this season, I, I, I feel like I don't say that every year, like, Oh, this is going to be interesting. But I think that the giants with a little bit of money to spend with the amount of good players that are out there, I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun for, um, for what it is. So um, yeah. I think uh, I think that's it. That's going to do it for us for MPN's baseball coverage this year. We'll have to pick it back up uh, starting next year to be able to get that sorted. So, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And um, I imagine I, since the only thing I know anything about is baseball, and even to a small extent, I probably won't. Uh, be speaking with you for a while. <laughs> well, well, hopefully we can talk just outside of the podcast before that. No. Probably. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We 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 just won't record the messages because those are not no. Um, but yeah, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day off. I will. Thank you, sir. Appreciate All right. It. Take care. All right. Bye.